Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we tell stories about everything here on this show, including yours. Send them to OurAmericanStories.com. They're some of our favorites. And today we bring you a story from Joel Wegener from Loveland, Ohio, just outside of Cincinnati. Joel and his wife have 10 children, and working in education, Joel has always had to find ways in the summer to make some extra cash. My dad was a teacher, and I always remember wild and crazy summer jobs, often too. Here's Joel to tell us about one of the most explosive businesses he was ever in. (laughs) 
So we ran the fireworks business for about 15 years. It was a tent business and it was along Highway 61 between St. Louis and Hannibal, a busy uh, highway there. And it was a, a relatively small tent and we uh, leased the, the area and then we, uh, we brought in a, a tent every year and put fireworks in it. The people that, uh, that frequent a fireworks stand are just a little bit different. And uh, not in a bad way. In fact, there was one part of me that just kind of related really well with them. <laughs> and uh, so it was always a fun time just to go and hang out with pyromaniacs. And my daughter, uh, my oldest daughter actually named our business Pyromaniac Paradise. And uh, so that's what we called the business. But uh, yeah, we, we met some, uh, some very interesting people. Unfortunately, many of the people that buy fireworks and many of the events around the 4th of July also involve alcohol. And that is never a good combination of fireworks and alcohol, but uh, that was often the case. And I remember one evening, uh, we were getting close to the end of the day and a guy rolled up in his pickup truck and had obviously been drinking. And in the back of his truck, he told us that there was a fireworks that didn't work. And he was very uh, upset that the fireworks was not working. And so we looked in the back of his pickup truck and the big uh, 500 gram cake of fireworks had a smoldering fire inside of it and it had not been discharged. And he had, there were some ropes that you were supposed to use to carry the, the product and he thought that was what you had lit. So he had been trying to light these two ropes along the side and so it was smoldering as he had it in the back of his, his truck. So we quickly assessed the situation, knew we needed to get his truck and the firework away from the fireworks tent. And uh, so we were able to do that. And uh, we probably, looking back, the wise thing would have been to try to get some water and, uh, and put it all out. But in our pyromaniac tendencies, we decided just to go ahead and and discharge it and see what happened. And so we had quite quite the fireworks right there uh, at a safe distance from the tent, so. Uh, another event that happened, we were, had a, a fireworks tent and about a mile from us, someone and a competitor came in and had uh, put in a tent and that always uh, I always got so nervous if I had competitors around me uh, and so I was nervous that he was going to steal all my business and all that uh, but you know be that as it may but I did notice every night when I left I drove past there to go to my parents house to sleep and we always either packed up all of our fireworks or we had someone stay there all night to guard it so I noticed that it seemed that they dropped the tents 
and left. And I wasn't there to see them packing up, but I, I never saw them packing up. All I saw was the tents were dropped. There wasn't a camper. There wasn't anybody around it. And I, th I found that very unusual. So about a week into the uh, fireworks season, uh, someone called me and said, did you hear on the news that a fireworks tent went up in smoke? North of Troy, which Troy was the town we were in. I knew I had unloaded all of mine and you know, so it wouldn't have been mine, but I was curious. And so we went and looked and lo and behold, they had left all their fireworks in this tent unguarded night after night. Somebody figured that out. And so they uh, put a trail of gasoline under the, the flap of the tent and trailed it out a ways and lit it. And the whole fireworks uh, tent went up in smoke. You know, they made the mistake of sticking around to watch it too long. <laughs> uh, not the smartest pyromaniacs around. Uh, and so it was going off, a neighbor woke up and saw these guys running across his yard. There was dew on the ground, and so the police were able to track their tracks back into the woods and find them. Uh, but anyway, it was, a, it was an exciting time, uh, not the way that I really wanted to get rid of competition, but uh, definitely eliminated that competition for that year. So. But yeah, a lot of stories, a lot of uh, interesting people uh, that we met, but we, we always had fun. Always excitement uh, happening at the fireworks stand. And a great job as always by Robbie on the production, the storytelling and the editing. And thanks to Joel Wegener for sharing his summer job stories. By the way, if you've got a good summer job story, a first job story, mine was Quick Ricks and it was a little like competitor to the local 7-Eleven. And I had this great idea that we should build an arcade, get asteroids, Pac-Man, and some pinball machines. And I would run the arcade and I'd get 10%. And uh, made a lot of money, but I forgot about expenses. So I didn't make nearly as much money as I thought and took on a whole lot of responsibility. But boy, my friends loved me because we were the only place in town that had an asteroids machine. Summer jobs, first jobs, share them with us at Our American Stories. Joel Wegener's interesting summer gig, at least for a while running a place called Pyromaniac Paradise, here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. And we continue with Our American Stories and with our own Alex Cortez bringing us the story of someone who should be known as an American legend but isn't. Not yet, anyway. Take it away, Alex. Imagine, in the mind of one American spring, the woodlands. The Houston area planned community where the woods are kept intact as much as humanly possible, and where 113,000 humans live and commune with these woods. This same American has impacted all 331 million of us, 
His Mitchell Energy pioneered the so-called shale revolution that's lowered all of our energy costs, carbon emissions, and made the country energy independent. Both legacies coming out of the very same passion you might not expect, sustainability. He was one of the most impactful individuals of the modern era, and yet you probably haven't heard his name, George Mitchell. Here's one of his key executives, Dan Stewart. Most people, when they think about sustainability, they think about populations, they think about food and water, atmospheric, air conditions. George was thinking about, look, if I don't have energy, I can have all the food and water in the world. If I can't get it from point A to point B, all the people at point B are going to starve to death. He understood that like no other person did. George recognized that gas was going to be a fuel of the future. For instance, we can create all the electricity we need with gas to run electric vehicles. And the amount of carbon put out by gas is relatively insignificant compared to oil or coal. And it was much easier to move. You could move it by pipelines. So he had this vision of gas being a primary source for our country above oil. I mean, if you go back and you look at Mitchell Energy, we were primarily a gas company. In fact, one time I went to the president and I told him that we wanted to look for oil in this one area. And he said, Dan, what about us being a gas company? Don't you understand? And I apologized and I said, I, I'm sorry, I understand now. And I went back to my office. And he recognized that our country was approaching a point that we were about to run out of cheap energy, except for coal, which was very pollutant. People didn't understand, didn't know that we were approaching a very bad situation where we were going to have to import gas from anybody who would sell it to us at about any price. And that concerned George. But in 1982, Dan presented him the much more pressing personal problem that in just 10 years, their gas supply in the Dallas area would almost be gone and they wouldn't be able to fulfill their pipeline contract, which supplied 10% of Chicago's gas. And he said, fine, then we've got 10 years to look for replacement. And he told us, we've got all this acreage in the Wise County area. We've got all these people up here working. We have all this infrastructure with compressors and loop lines. So George said, we've got all this stuff here. So I want you to find a replacement right here. And specifically, he wanted them to drill in the Barnett Shale, which almost everyone in the industry thought was crazy. Shale is a dense rock that oil and gas can't escape easily. And even when it does, no one thought that there was enough of it in there to make it worthwhile. But George read a single journal article from one of his geologists, which hypothesized that all of this could be done hypothetically. And besides, George already owned all of that stuff right there. And he says, if y'all don't think you can do it, tell me, I'll find people who can. I was not 
too old at the time. I think I was about 33, 34, and I had a wife and four kids, and it was to my benefit to try and keep that job because, you know, jobs were starting to get hard to find, and I told him, my boss told him, oh, we can, we'll do that. We'll find something. Almost 10 years after we did our study, we found that successful Barnett wells would make enough gas to pay for the entire well and make a profit. They were successfully experimenting with something that had never been done before, fracking shale rock. Fracking is where you shoot down a mixture of water, sand, and gels to create more fractures in the rock so that more oil and gas can flow out of it. But fracking this shale cost a whopping $750,000 per well. They weren't making a lot of profit on them. And almost all of George Mitchell's executive team thought that the Barnett Shale was a complete waste of their time and money, dismissed it as a, quote, science experiment, and they wanted to get rid of it. George Mitchell owned a greater than 50% share of the stock of Mitchell Energy. And when everybody on his board wanted to sell North Texas, George told them, look, y'all take a vote, but remember that I have more than 50% share, and if all of y'all vote to sell and I vote not to sell, we don't sell. And so there was a point where, the, as I understand it, the entire board, including his sons, wanted to sell before we had the Barnett proven from an industry standpoint. And all of the board members wanted to sell, and George said no. And yet, not much later, George himself was reluctantly thinking about getting rid of the entire energy business. By this point, he had spent hundreds of millions of dollars developing the Barnett and the Woodlands, and he couldn't afford to keep developing both any longer. So in 1996, 14 years into the Barnett and 22 years into the Woodlands, he had to decide which one to get rid of, and his preference was to sell the energy business so that he could keep his greater passion of the Woodlands going. But an outside force would force George's hand in the opposite direction. I think it was about 19... 95, we, we got hit with a lawsuit about water contamination. There were people that were trying to imply that we were responsible for methane gas in the shallow waters, and we weren't. The fact of the matter is that when you have a world-class source rock like the Barnett close to the surface, the gas starts migrating out. Well, we didn't do any testing to have a pre-Barnett analysis. So we got sued, and they didn't take it as serious as they should have. And we lost. And um, there were several things that came out that the judge on that was overseeing the suit was a partner in one of the law firms that was involved in the suit. And there were several other things. So we had another suit they brought in the big guns on that one, and we were able to prove that the methane in the shallow water was natural migration. Because of that lawsuit, even though Mitchell beat it, that basically was kind of hair on the oil and gas side. In other words, people looking at us would say, man, they got sued on that. What if somebody comes back and tries to sue again? So George actually, I think, had originally thought he would 
maybe sell the oil and gas side and keep the real estate, but because of that, he couldn't. And so I've told people it was a godsend. It kept us from selling it. It kept us going after things and looking for the answers. If he had sold the oil and gas side right then, he would have got pennies on the dollar. The company that would have bought it would have been interested in everything else and probably plugged out the barnet saying, we don't know why they did that. In hindsight, it might have been extraordinary for the world, but in that particular moment, it was tragic for George. When the draft press release for the sale of the Woodlands was shared with him for approval, he simply wrote on it, okay, but sad. And you're listening to the remarkable story of George Mitchell, who single-handedly changed the energy business and actually changed the environment in this country more than any government agency and more than any company. More of Our American Stories and the story of George Mitchell after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, 
there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we continue with Our American Stories and with the story of George Mitchell's obsession with proving that Shell Rock could be an abundant source of energy. But 14 years of this, the pressure was on, and the Mitchell Energy team needed to pull a rabbit out of the Barnett Shale hat. Let's return to Alex. The Barnett team had driven their fracking costs from 750 to 350000 but George now told them that it wasn't good enough and their gas production wasn't high enough. And again, he told them that he'd find people who could if they couldn't. And in one of those rich accidents of history, they hired a 31-year-old named Nick Steinsberger, who just so happened to go to a Texas Rangers game and ran into some geologists there who mentioned they're experimenting with an approach that came to be known as slick water fracking. Although theirs wasn't on shale and was in another part of Texas. But Nick thought, hey, why not give it a shot on the Barnett Shale and requested to try it on three wells. They started fracking without using any gels and with using essentially no sand. Well, our concern was that fracking a shale with a freshwater system was considered a no-no within the oil field. What happens is with a lot of engineers and geologists, because they were told don't frack shales with fresh water, they didn't stop and think, that's not all shales, okay? The Barnett consisted of a shale that fresh water wouldn't hurt. And I proved that to my boss because we had taken a piece of the core and put it in a, a bucket of fresh water and let it sit there for a year. It had absolutely no effects on that shale. They said, we're risking ruining three good wells. That's the way they saw it. We can afford to do that if it's going to save us millions and millions of dollars. And none of the three were what he considered to be mechanical successes. In other words, he did not get the entire frack away. But one of them ended up being a commercial success in that he got an initial rate out of that well that was every bit as good as a conventionally fracked well. And the cost to frack it with the water was the drilling cost plus 85000 for the frack. So he cut the cost down about $300,000. So that was a very substantial decrease in cost. Well, on his, I think it was his fifth frack, he got permission to do two more. On his fifth frack, I believe, he got the entire frack away in an area where our best well came on at about a million to a million uh, ten a day. So this light sand frack that he did, he was able to double the amount of water for that frack because the cost was so low. So instead of it being, say, an $85,000 frack, let's say it was a $150,000 frack, and the well came on at 2 million cubic feet of gas a day. 
and it stayed at that rate for about somewhere in the neighborhood of six months or longer. And so he considered that to be the first commercial success. Working with shells was a learning process for every one of us in the company. Okay, there were no shell experts. By the time we hired Kent Bowker, of all the people I'd ever met, Kent was the only one that I would classify as being, I don't believe in experts, but he was the most qualified shell geologist I had ever seen, met, or heard of. Okay? I don't call him an expert because experts, in my opinion, know everything. And we, there's no one in our industry that knows everything. So Kent knew, at the time, knew more than anybody else, in my opinion. And that's why I wanted him on the team. And we got him on the team. I'm uh, Kent Bowker, a petroleum geologist. George Mitchell, uh, it was an honor working for him. He could have paid me a lot less. Don't tell anybody that, but he could have paid me less just, just to be able to work with a man that had such vision. His tenacity in keeping the Barnett going and keeping it alive in the face of opposition within his own company. He had senior management that were telling him, look at George, what you're doing here is uh, really not that economic. It's not really economic at all. You're kind of throwing money at, at something that's really not going to work. In fact, when I showed up in 1998, I was down in the break room going to get a Coke out of the vending machine, and I ran into the president of the company, a guy named Bill Stevens, and I introduced myself to him. I hadn't been introduced to him before. And Hey, Mr. Stevens, I'm Kent Bowker. I'm here from Chevron. You know, I've been assigned to the Barnett Shale. I'm really excited. That is going to be a heck of a project. And he stuck his hand in my face and said, stop right there. We don't need any more of that Barnett Shale. We've already got enough of that. You know, maybe you should be working on something else. And that's when I realized, whoa, you know, George Mitchell is fighting an uphill battle against his own, even his own president of the company. So Kent tried to help George in this battle. He decided to figure out what's called the gas in place, exactly how much gas is in smaller pieces of rock and could give them a better idea of how much potential there is or not in the whole enchilada. You actually drill the rock and you core it, which is like taking a core out of an apple. And we measure how much gas comes off. Now. We need to transport that to the laboratory. How do we transport it? We put it inside these aluminum cylinders that are about three feet long, and then we put rubber caps over the ends, and we get hose clamps, like radiator hose clamps, so that those pieces of rock are secure in these aluminum cylinders. So we were doing this, and I'm helping the crew, the laboratory guys, they're measuring how much gas is coming off this. This process takes days to measure how much gas comes off. So we're doing this, we're stacking them up, and I look over at the stack, and these rubber end caps are starting to expand. And they're starting to get to the size of volleyballs. And they're starting to expand to get to the size of basketballs. And I'm like, holy moly. Well, I didn't say holy moly, but you can imagine what I said. And I'm like, 
all of a sudden, these pieces of rock in these aluminum tubes have turned into pipe bombs because of all the methane and gas that are coming out of this rock. This rock contains so much gas that it's expand and it's under so much pressure that it's expanding this thick rubber end caps. You know, I'm like, wow, that's a lot of gas. In fact, that's more gas than I've ever seen in my life. That's what told me this rock has more gas in it than anyone can imagine. And I was the only guy that knew it. Anybody that discovers something new, you're the only one that knows it. You know, how am I going to explain what I'm seeing here? Completely opposite of what I've been taught my entire life as a petroleum geologist that this should be happening. And then we finally got the data back and found that there was almost four times as much gas in there as anyone thought. So, voila, you know, we had almost four times more gas in place and we had a technique that cost half as much that could get more gas out. All of a sudden, a play that was marginal turns into a money printing machine. And my goodness, what a voice we're listening to, or voices that is, because Dan Stewart, and my goodness, Dan Stewart, Kent Bowker, George Mitchell, they were about to prove everybody wrong. And when we come back, we'll hear about the countless ways these innovators at Mitchell Energy transformed our lives too. This is Our American Stories. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. 
your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. And we continue with Our American Stories and with the final portion of George Mitchell's remarkable story. In 2001, George sold Mitchell Energy to Devon Energy, who took his team's pioneering in the Barnett Shale a step further with their successful horizontal drilling of the shale rock. And it was the combination of all of these breakthroughs that led to what we now know as the shale revolution. Let's return to Dan Stewart. I was asked to give George Mitchell an update in 2005 on what the Barnett was doing. So I, I went to this meeting. There was about five or six of us there. I was the last one to speak, and as it turned out, I got maybe five minutes to talk, and he had to leave. And so I came away from this meeting thinking, well, I didn't need to be here, you know. But that was okay. The next day, George Mitchell called me and said, Dan, I would like you to write the history of the Barnett Shell. Now, when I first lost my job with Mitchell Energy, I told my wife, and, and if you would, please excuse my English, I told my wife, I said, you know, someone needs to write the history of this because this is a definitely unique experience. And my wife said, well, Dan, you were there. You ought to do it. And I said, there is no way I'm going to write a book, okay? I don't normally use that kind of English, but that's what I said to my wife. Every time I've said that, God has humbled me. And when George called me and asked me to write the book, I came home and told my wife, look, apparently God wants me to write this book. He's the only one that knows I can't tell George no. He wanted it to be documented what we did. He wanted to prove that Mitchell had done it, but he also wanted other people to understand the process. Well, because of that, we went from taking 17 years to develop, to prove the Barnett, basically for the industry, to developing shells all over North America 
within the next, say, 10 years, okay? And as I've told people, and I, I spoke at Mr. Mitchell's uh, memorial service, when I joined Mitchell Energy, I was very much concerned. I felt like there was enough energy for my wife and I to have energy till we died. You know, we'd have to pay for it, but we'd, ha we'd have energy until we died. I was worried about my kids and my grandkids. Because of what George Mitchell did, I am not worried about my kids, my grandkids, my great-grandkids, or on and on and on. The shale revolution they sparked has more than doubled U.S. oil production, and gas production has ballooned more than 13-fold. It's meant a wealth transfer of $250 billion a year from energy producers to energy consumers like us, saving the average family over $900 a year. If George Mitchell hadn't have done what he did, by 2003, natural gas prices going to homes and businesses probably would have been in excess of $12 an MCF. Right now, it's about, I think, $3 an MCF, and it fluctuates between two and a quarter and $3.50 right now, okay? Can you imagine what $12 an MCF would have done to our ability to manufacture in this country? If you look, if you look before Mitchell, our home energy prices were going up. That was bad. But our ability to produce goods was being moved out of the country. It was being moved to countries that had real cheap labor and had somewhat cheaper energy at the time. Mexico had cheaper energy. China had very cheap labor, okay? Uh, their energy was primarily coal. Coal was competitive with gas, and China wasn't worried about the environment. And so all of our manufacturing jobs were leaving the country. In fact, in 2013, I got a call from an organization it's called ECC. The Engineering and Construction Contracting Association. And I got a call from one of their people. This person had been asked to find out why manufacturing jobs and building jobs were returning to the United States. They had started returning about 2011. And the ECC could see that because of who all their members were and where their members' work was. Prior to 2011, most of their members' work was overseas, but they were seeing it come back to the United States. And so ECC said, why is that? What's caused this? And this person started researching it, and they found out it all came back to the Barnett Shale. And when they looked up, they found my name because I'd written the book, and then this person asked me if I would mind talking to a group of, I think, five of their board to explain it to them because what the ECC does is usually once a year they try to find a company or a series of companies that worked as a team to do something that was extremely beneficial to mankind. And in 2013, they selected the Mitchell Energy Barnett Shell team. 
And when we went, they asked me to pick five people, and I picked four other people to go who represented the different aspects. Our team consisted of well over 70 people, okay? But they wanted five people to represent the team. And so we went there, and they had this luncheon there for us where they gave Mr. Mitchell this trophy and uh, recognition, and they gave each one of the five of us this little miniature trophy. And the people sitting at our table said, gosh, y'all must get asked to speak at all kinds of these things because of what you did. And we all turned and looked at one another, and we said, no, this is the first one. Here's Ken Bowker. Having this natural gas has made electricity prices not go up, has increased the uh, economic viability of the United States because of our cheaper energy, and it's made our air cleaner. I mean, they're the one country that uh, has met their Kyoto Treaty requirements is the United States. You know, all these other countries say they're going to do it, but they haven't done it. Well, how come we did it? Well, we did it because we now generate most of our electricity with natural gas, which is still burning hydrocarbons, but it's a much cleaner hydrocarbon to burn to generate electricity. In fact, natural gas emits half as much carbon dioxide as coal, and its newfound abundance has enabled the U.S. to cut coal use by 40% and reduce the country's total carbon emissions by 25%, bringing it back to the emissions levels of 1990, even though our economy has doubled in size since then. It really is an American story. I don't think it could have happened anywhere else except in the United States, where you have private ownership of minerals, you have a profit motive, people are willing to risk capital to, in this case, George Mitchell. He spent 17 years spending tens and tens, hundreds of millions of dollars trying to get the Barnett Shale to work. That wouldn't have happened anywhere, and no one else besides George Mitchell would have been able to risk capital over such a long period, knowing that it may not work, but for some reason George Mitchell knew it would work. Combining that with uh, you know the rule of law we have in the United States has made it so that this technology, this technique, this understanding of shale reservoirs really hasn't been duplicated, even though it's been around now over 20 years, anywhere else in the world. And I, when I hear people say the science is settled, I laugh at them because the science was settled as far as producing oil and gas out of shale, and uh, it turned out the experts were wrong. So from the big picture, when I hear, well, the science is settled on this or the science is settled on that, uh, it's never settled. And if you hear the consensus is in science, you know that's wrong because the consensus usually is wrong, eventually shown to be wrong. And to conclude, here's renowned author and Pulitzer Prize winner, Daniel Jurgen. And what it's really done, the most extraordinary thing, it's turned the United States from being an importer. Every president since 1973 has said, we want energy independence, and it seemed to be a joke that late night comedians would make about energy independence. Here's another president saying it. You know what? Today, we have energy independence. In fact, the U.S. is the world's largest producer of oil and gas, and it's low-cost oil and gas, so it's a great benefit to our economy in just many different ways that people don't see. 
and a terrific piece of storytelling. Great work as always by Robbie and by Alex. The story of George Mitchell here on Our American Stories. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.